We are here to explore some information about Gian Gomeshi, I began, lifting my eyes from the red light of the Sony recorder. We want to ask you some questions about your experience. It was Monday, May 12, 2014. Opposite me was Carly. To my right was Canada Land podcaster Jesse Brown. His resume included hosting two CBC radio shows, Search Engine and The Contrarians, as well as work as a technology writer for Maclean's.ca and Toronto Life. On May 5th, he had sent an email with the subject line, Urgent, Revelations About a Well-Known Public Figure, to Toronto Star Editor-in-Chief Michael Cook and people at other Toronto newspapers. Brown's email explained that six weeks prior, a young woman contacted him with shocking allegations about a well-known Canadian public figure with whom she'd had an intimate relationship. Brown stated that he was not one for celebrity gossip, and that this story was different. He had talked to the woman several times and verified many aspects of her story. Now he was at a dead end. I have taken this story as far as I can as an independent journalist. I am seeking a partner publication to work with me on bringing this to light. If you'd like to know more about this, the next step is for me to meet you or your representative in person, where I will present documentation and notes on the story so far. When Michael Cook first received that email, he sent a copy to me and to Bert Bruiser, the star's lawyer, telling us he was going to meet Brown, even though this guy may well be a nutter. Cook meant nothing disparaging. The Toronto Star receives hundreds of news tips every week. Some go to the general assignment reporters on the city desk, some to other departments, and those that are more investigative, long-term or sticky, messy situations like the Rob Ford story, end up in the investigations unit, a group of eight reporters and an analyst that I manage. We get all sorts of tips and ideas. The building department is corrupt. My lawyer stole my money. Doctors are sexually assaulting patients and getting away with it. A retirement home is mistreating its residents. Standardized school testing is rigged. Most of the story tips go nowhere, and some of them come from, well, nutters. But when I was a cub reporter, Jim Emerson, an old rewrite man legendary for his pithy quotes, told me that we are like the fire department. When the alarm goes off, we have to answer the call. Most times there will be no fire, but what if there was and we didn't check it out? I can't leave you with any materials, Brown said in his note to Cook. The nature of Canadian defamation law, as I understand, is such that I must demand that only two people are present at this initial meeting, either you and I or your representative and I. I am sending similar emails to contacts of mine at the Globe and Mail, Vice, and Gawker. I will meet with whoever is interested this week in the hopes of finding the right publishing partner. Brown was deeply concerned that, by telling more than one person this tale, he could be found liable for defamation. The reality is that with a story so potentially damaging, more than a few people in the newsroom would have to be involved. We have all sorts of checks and balances that kick in when we are reviewing a story and working on an investigation. In the end, Cook and Bruiser met with Brown. They learned that Carly had contacted him on March 28th. She had done some of her own detective work, and she provided him with information about her experiences and those of two others. Brown had then done a preliminary interview of Carly, and he shared the gist of it with Cook and Bruiser. Upon their return, they briefed me and then-managing editor Jane Davenport. 
After some more discussions in-house, Cook told Brown we were interested. The star put Brown on a freelance contract and assigned me to work with him. Brown had some concerns, including his hope that he would have a shared byline. The star assured him he would. This meeting with Carly was our first time working together. Brown, a tall and imposing man who always seemed to be breaking a sweat, had of course spoken to her before. But for the Toronto Star to be part of such a legally sensitive story, a staff journalist had to be involved.